Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Ryan. And I'm Lizzie. We are the podcast about music, news, rad bands, cool people, scary scary stories stories you tell each other in the dark, uh... Uh, being rock stars, I guess that that's one too. This episode is with Tate of the band Happy. Period. Uh, this was so much fun. Lizzie and I like just got off of off the call and like, damn, we had a great time. This was a really fun conversation. The, the fact that we didn't record so before we go live on Twitch and we don't re- usually record the first like handful of minutes because we're like, hey guys, what's up? Um, we should have been recording because it was just such a great convo through and through. So there's some stuff you have missed that you weren't in the conversation with, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> you'll, you'll get a lot of it in the episode. You'll get some nuggets. So many it. nuggets. It's it's just a really good time. Good vibes, good feelings. Happy is a fun band. Tate is a fun person. So uh, definitely hang out, check it out, vibe with it, listen to the tunes, run up those numbers as we always ask, do all the good stuff. If you enjoy this episode, we have many other episodes too. We hope that you go and check them out. If you like this one, please share it on social media. Tag us in it. Let everybody know. Hey, if you're listening to it on Apple, throw a review in there. That'd be pretty cool and chill of you. Yeah. Only five-star reviews though. If you have a constructive criticism, you can just tweet it tweet at it us. Tweet it at us. What there. are you doing? That's it. What are you doing? Don't leave it in the reviews. Don't put that negative energy out into the world yeah. like that. Every positive five-star review with no constructive criticism warrants an in-person crisp high five next time we see you. That is that is our offer to you. Uh, before we get into our episode, Lizzie, I gotta know. What do you got going on? What's going on with you this week? Oh, man. Just, <laughs> just a lot of stuff. Um, it's been a bit of a chaotic week, to say the least, for me. So I haven't been doing all too much. Uh, just in general, thank you everybody for being very nice um, and saying nice things to me. <laughs> really appreciate it overall. That's just a general um, thing you should say every week. It's just a general. <laughs> I really just appreciate it. It was it was very nice. Um, besides that, um, I've been a little bit off of Twitter this past week, uh, just because of some stuff happening. But um, you can still tweet at us at X Emo Social Club X and just keep saying nice things. That's where you'll tweet the constructive criticism if you have it, and then you'll just deal with me. So really? we'll see where it goes. So think about <laughs> it. And also on TikTok, too, I'm still kind of like, I'm not too sure what to make anymore because everything seems to be not as jokey. Everything seems to be very serious, and I'm really concerned if a <laughs> lot of people are going to therapy or talking to somebody about it. TikTok, okay. So, um, uh, no. <laughs> so if you have other stuff that I could put out there that is... Um, not that specifically that is also not trying to be weird thirst traps also that'd be cool so you can send to us at x emo social club x the thirst traps are supposed to be you Brian. i we've disagree fully this. on that we've been over we're about to we're about to ruin thirst traps for everyone i am about to order a fake nose ring to see if that helps the <laughs> algorithm because i can't have piercings 
because one, I'm terrified of needles and two, it's a medical thing. So I can't have piercing. So I'm going to about to order a whole ass fake nose ring set to see if it helps the algorithm. If Brian does not get his nose ring Dumbest tattooed thing. boy butt on our TikTok. Dumbest ever heard. <laughs> I, re I refuse. Other than that, what are, um, what's, what's my, uh, nose oh, ring God. tattooed boy doing this week? <laughs> Uh yeah, we got our our happy hour Friday, Saturday night, six p.m. We do voting for albums on Fridays. We have a pretty pretty good emo pop punk hour, hours, four hours, like four hours, multiple, multiple hours. hours. Uh, and then on Saturday this week we'll be doing a Wonder Years happy hour. It's our good friend Dashney's birthday. He'll be putting together a little playlist for us to play through the Wonder Years. Uh, this is a band that I don't really know super well, but have. Actually, no, I haven't seen them live. I'm like, have I seen them before? No, yeah, I don't think so. I, I saw them once at, where was I? I think it might have been at Metro. Sounds right. I was there for the opening bands, and I said, this is a good band. I feel the lyrics. Yeah. I just never listened so we're gonna, to them. Makes sense. Yeah, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into the Wonder Years this week. This is the time that it happens. Uh, so please make sure to follow us on EmoSocialClub.tv, our Twitch channel. You can see when we go live doing those DJ sets. Uh, also, Mondays now, if you're listening to this on Monday, tonight, uh, I will be playing Metal Gear Solid, and uh, it's a lot of fun. We did uh, our first stream last week, we're about almost halfway through the game. I am I am gamer fueling. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Do you need G Fuel? No. Where's the G Fuel sponsorship? Uh, I don't want it. Give it to no, Brian. I don't want it. Give it to Brian. Uh, so please check that out tonight. If you are so interested in video games, uh, I think that's it. Go, go, go follow us. Go enjoy the stuff we got going on. And uh, without further ado, without due to be a furthered, here is our conversation with Tate of Happy. I am recording. You're going and intro go now. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this afternoon with Tate from Happy. Thank you so much for being here, and we really appreciate already starting at the top, the whole spooky time murder, so yes. we love that. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> it's so funny that we've known each other for five minutes, and I've already said that I like scary stuff. Like, that's pretty yeah. on brand for me. Like, I can't make it anywhere without letting strangers know that I have a weird obsession, but <laughs> I'm glad that I've found a friend in that. I'm Tate. I sing and play guitar in Happy. We usually say that we're a pop punk band, but I would like to think that we have a lot more influences than that. There's a lot of like 90s rock in there, a lot of surf rock, but I also grew up on pop music. Well, that's not true. We've found new ways to be active over the pandemic. And I think that we've done that through <laughs> TikTok and Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, we'd usually be touring, but we're not right now. So we stay very active with our fans on the Internet. And that's been really fun. I am definitely a millennial that is a product of the Internet. So I <laughs> abuse that, I guess, <laughs> in, in a good way. Like, I, I just think it's really cool that I can, you know, just get online and talk to some kid that lives in Portland, which is on the entire side of the country from me that are interested in the band. Like that's pretty cool. 
I'm glad you said I could go on a tangent because I realized I'm already doing that like this early. On. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Look, I'm Tate. This... That's it. <laughs> we know that like, I mean, and especially with now not being able to tour and just being at home on the internet, it's like, showcase your personality because that's what people like and they want. Yeah. And so as a podcast, we were like, let's just bring on really chill, cool people and just like, like chat. And like, that's how their personality gets shown, right? Like you're yeah, just totally. posting something on the internet. You're, you're, you're writing music about your, your experiences and stuff. It's like showcase who that person is. And I don't know. I mean, if, if murder podcast is the first thing you talk about with somebody, <laughs> like, I guess that's the thing. Lizzie's done that <laughs> yeah. in a drive or uh, no, somebody else. No, did it. I was not in a drive. Yeah. Somebody else, somebody else in a drive through listening to them. this. And then it was brought up on our, our conversation about a murder podcast. And Lizzie's like explaining the murder. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, the drive through person didn't really appreciate Lizzie's description <laughs> of a murder as I was ordering my Wendy's. <laughs> like, oh my God. Listen, there's this. <laughs> it's a live podcast. Like, look at her. She didn't have to pay for oh, it. Free entertainment. <laughs> got free entertainment. That's like my favorite TikTok is the one where it's talking about how like people fall asleep to murder shows. And it's like, yeah. um, it's like yeah. me just like falling asleep to like her arms were cut off. Her legs were cut off. And like, that's totally me. Oh, yeah, I'm, that just, was... yeah, I'm just like sleeping like a little baby to this like triple homicide like and again i don't even know if i can be saying this on your <laughs> podcast but that's so funny like it's all <laughs> what's wrong with us <laughs> oh that's, that's hilarious oh man i do love a good a There's good just... scary or like murder story always There's something about what's it your... something about listen, it listen what what is your like favorite scary slash murder i don't want to say favorite murder Ooh. story because that's kind of fucked up but like what is like one that you like would be like i would scroll through a, a new podcast look specifically to see how they told this oh yeah okay that's well, what i do the, the one that 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 keeps me up at night is the jean benet ramsey case obviously like i i could like do research there, on that yeah. for forever but that's kind of basic um i really my, it's uh, my favorite serial killer like no that sounds so bad to say the most interesting <laughs> Well, when people say that too on like TikTok, and they're like, "Oh, the Zodiac killers," as like the the Zodiac signs as like serial killers, I'm like, "You guys okay?" Yeah, like, right. Listen, yeah. I found no. it interesting, uh -oh. but now we're 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 getting a little bit too excessive I'm here. Like, I need I need you to talk like, to somebody. The most interesting. Okay, so I really love the My Favorite Murder podcast because I really enjoyed the like, oh, me too, comedic <laughs> aspect of it. Because I don't know, I like the way that they just. You know, there's so Brian, if you're not familiar with this podcast, they basically just tell like there's long form episodes and then short form episodes. And the long one, they tell a story, whether it's like Jean Benet or, you know, Son of Sam or whatever. But then the mini sodes will be where like people just like you and me write in and tell their like hometown story, whether it's like a murder or scary story. And they're just very funny because it's just like normal people talking about the weird stuff that happened in their hometown. And it seems to be that everybody's hometown has a murder story which is kind of crazy i mean yeah. the odds are pretty good on that <laughs> actually yeah, i'm right. from the town of uh of john wayne gacy so there is that um, oh well that was he was going to be the one that i was not going to say was my favorite but the most interesting to me <laughs> is gacy i find him <laughs> very interesting i guess that story um 
gosh, what else? I could honestly talk about that for forever, and we should like cut this down <laughs> before I just go. I, I, I'm like, I'm gonna be the. We we go into a whole thing, and we're like, guys. I'm gonna be the. It's always sunny meme where the dude's got like all the yeah. red lines drawn, and he looks like a like that's gonna be me. I'm gonna be like, so this connects to this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like, thank you for bringing and me Brian's on. Brian's gonna be like. So you guys listen to this, yeah. like, yeah. okay. So this is what you're into. <laughs> but, okay, I also like fictional stuff. It doesn't have to, like, I'm really into, like, the search and rescue Reddit threads and, like, uh, you know, creepypasta, all that kind of stuff. I really like the No Sleep podcast, the Magnus Archive, Knife Point. Basically, anything scary I'm down to try. I'm not super into, like the zombie werewolf side of horror though i'm more into like i really like psychological like lovecraft style like cosmic horror is probably my favorite um but yeah anything scary i'll give it a shot i like everything from like really good scary movies to also like terrible dog shit b-rated horror movies like i think that those are good <laughs> in a special way too like <laughs> sure like when they're so bad that they're good, I enjoy that as well. <laughs> sure, I can't do the gore, totally but besides that. that, I get oh, it. Oh, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, like, I'm not into like, like body the more. Horror. Yeah, no. Uh, the more shitty the movie is, and so therefore the more shitty the gore is, the worse it is for me. Whereas, like, really, like a, like yeah. a high level movie with high level like. EGI or or prosthetics or effects and all that I'm like yeah it's fine it's just like the worse it gets the worse it is for me I don't know what it is like maybe I just don't like low quality gore <laughs> I don't know That's I mean sometimes it's like really overwhelming yeah oh I was like just... when I was on I feel like when I was on Tumblr I got like way too into like I just filed like spooky accounts yeah. but then some at some point I don't know what happened at some point one of them turned to like the body horror mm. and it got like really fucked up when I saw something one day I was like mm -mm, yeah. I gotta I think shut this we down. All got I can't erase <laughs> it from my memory Tumblr desensitized us to all sorts of stuff like Tumblr was a different breed back in the day no but that's really interesting because I'm almost the opposite like if if the gore like I can I really like the first Saw movie because the plot is excellent but like I can't watch movies like Hostel or like you know Martyrs where it's just like straight gore but if it looks like a bucket of like red paint, like I can deal with that. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's not real, but it's interesting that, that you're like, um, your thing is like the other way around. That's really interesting. Yeah. Honestly, for it, me, it, I think the most a... offensive scene I've ever seen is in black Swan when she pulls her fingernail off, like out of every gore I've ever seen. Yes. That <laughs> shook Oof. me to my core. And it's not even that bad. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it's it's what affects people is always so different and then like there's all yeah. these movies that are trying to go way above and beyond like you know they're 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 low budget so they're like we're gonna go way above and beyond and get attention for how like yeah. gory and violent it can be and you're just like you did you did like <laughs> you did like, <laughs> like black swan can do one simple thing and it affects you and you're like that's the worst thing i've ever seen but these movies are like we're just gonna bombard you with it constant right. constant shit you don't want to see and then i'm just like yeah no that, that yeah okay right. they're like cool our budget for this entire film is 40 grand and we're spending 20 of it on fake blood <laughs> yeah oh my god like it works guys stop right. it yeah. 
It's what the people want. <laughs> Oh my uh, god. This is a good tangent to start off with. I hope people I enjoy it. I hope people enjoy it. It brings it all together. Hey everyone, it's Lizzie from the Emo Social Club. With a new season comes a new logo and merch. If you haven't noticed, we updated our iconic Emo Social Club logo thanks to our new designer, Joey Resco. You can pre-order a shirt with the new design on our website, emosocialclub.com slash store. And every dollar goes towards us keeping the neon lights on here at the club. These will ship out in late May through early June. So get your orders in now. Thanks always for the support from us here at the Emo Social Club. We should talk about uh, why why you're on today for your music, for all the, the happy stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. The album Imposter Syndrome was out late last year, right? Yes. October. That's weird. It feels like yesterday and it also feels like a year ago. The whole year of 2020 feels like it disappeared. Like I'll be like, oh, last fall. And I'm referencing fall of 2019. Not like, yeah, but yeah, um, it's weird. I'll I'll talk about that a little bit. So we recorded it. uh, We recorded the album in January of 2020 in Chicago. So this was kind of like right before everything shut down um and then we weirdly went on a tour for all of february and half of march and i got home for two days after the tour and then they put everything on lockdown which was wild because i went from being in a different city every night to being in my apartment for six months and it was like cabin fever to the max but um it's weird because at first we kind of considered maybe pushing the album back because of the pandemic we were like maybe we should wait until we can do a tour and we can do the full you know album release the way that we would have wanted to because it was our sophomore album and sophomore albums are like so important not to fall on your face with i guess (laughs) and um but then Mm -hmm. it was like if we if we choose to push it back then we're going to do nothing during the pandemic and that almost felt worse like i would rather release music and stay relevant and it might not be as big as it would have if we weren't in the pandemic but i'd rather do that than just disappear for a year so we decided to go forward with the album and i'm honestly like super glad that we did because imposter syndrome most of the record is about you know just feeling like whatever you're doing isn't enough and you're not able to see your own success because you're constantly comparing yourselves to other people and you know, just being in your own head. And, and I think that that got amplified by the pandemic, if anything, because I felt, I felt that way before the pandemic and then the pandemic happened. And I was like, this record is all of the things that I feel right now too. So we wanted to go ahead and release it. And I'm really glad that we did because I think that, um, I don't know. I think that maybe people needed to hear some of those songs, our fans, at least I hope so. So yeah. I'm I'm proud of the record and I'm really glad we decided to to release it. And now that we're moving forward, I've written so many new songs in the time between them and if we would have waited, that record would have felt not relevant to us at the time if that makes sense. So, like we're we've already written new songs, we're already recording new songs and I'm glad of that because that feels right like imposter syndrome happened and i'm glad that it happened when it did because i'm like ready to do new stuff and if we'd have waited i would have had to put out a record i guess the best way to explain it is imposter syndrome is kind of an angry sad record and i'm not angry and sad anymore Mm. so i'm glad to be to be moving forward from that but if you are angry and sad you should listen to it um (laughs) (laughs) i don't know no and i I will say one more thing though i 
I joke that our music is angry and sad, but it is disguised by really upbeat major chord songs. And so I don't think that on first listen yep. that you would know that a lot of our stuff is so depressing, I guess, because we kind of sugarcoat it in these like whimsical sounding songs, but my lyrics are super fucking depressing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it's what the kids want. Yeah. Right. But I mean, and not to go into a super long tangent about myself, but like, you know, I, I'm LGBT, I, I, I'm bipolar. So like, there are a lot of elements to my life that I've definitely had to overcome. But in the last two years, I've gone to therapy, I've gotten on meds. And like, I just feel like a better, healthier, stronger person. And I'm ready to spread that message. And I'm glad that I said the things I said about being sad and stuff when I did, because that was relevant and it was true and it was honest and it was reflective of who I was at the time. But it's also really cool to go back and listen to that record that only came out six to eight months ago and feel like I've grown, maybe not music wise, but just like as a person since then. And that's exciting, I guess. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's definitely, I feel like during quarantine, it was, I mean, I feel like it was just a mix of emotions for everybody. So to hear that you were able to kind of like help yourself grow and then also just, you know, become a better person and to like get the necessary like help and assistance that you needed. That's also really great to see that kind of transformation within yourself and to also see it reflected now within this like new music that you guys are coming up with. Well, thank you. And and I, and I hope that that translates to fans as well because like don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with being sad like there's nothing wrong with struggling with your mental health or any of those things i think that that's a it's a definitely a different process for everybody that experiences that but i also want to move away from the idea that it's cool to be sad and that it's cool to be depressed because it's it's not that it's not cool it's just that i want people to know that like it's cool to be healthy you know and and doing whatever it takes to get there is one thing. And I'm not saying like, oh, you know, be happy or whatever, because that's that's ridiculous. But <laughs> to just self-reflect on like, because I don't know, I think that especially, I mean, that's why I named the band Happy. We started in 2017 when like sad boy culture was like at its peak. And it was so cool to be yes. like really emo and really sad. And like, and as much as I genuinely felt that way, I was like, maybe if I name my project ironically happy, that will force me to try to like be <laughs> a healthier, better person. And weirdly it has. And I guess that that is, that's the biggest message that I want our fans to take away from like us is that like we're growing together and I have good days and I have bad days. And even though I say that I feel better now, I might wake up tomorrow and feel like shit and that's okay. Like as long as, you know, I can feel the growth within myself and I hope that the fans can also feel that growth because, you know, we're all just trying to be the best version of ourselves, if that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, being in the pop punk scene, being in the emo scene, being in these, I mean, I guess those are the main scenes. Metal, I guess, too. Alternative is, like, it's about the bad feelings. Right. I think that now there are a lot more bands who are, like, aware of that like those bad feelings kind of suck a lot of the time and they're like yeah. let's do something else maybe and then like calling your band happy is obviously like a big extension of that like a, <laughs> a way of going from like all right you're, you're we're gonna try to turn this around we're gonna try to write sad lyrics over like happy uh 
fast guitars and shit. Yeah. Now we're going to go just even farther than that. We're just going to call the whole thing happy. We're just going to be right. happy now. Well, and kind of dig and, that. Thank you. And we put a period on the end because it is kind of ironic. It's like, it's happy, I guess. Like, happy, we're, we're trying to get there. But, <laughs> you know, and um, I think, it's, yeah, especially like with our, the lead single off of our record is called Liar Liar. And it's just about my my experience with manic depression and like the ups and the downs of that and especially being a musician like i like my depression and mania was already what it was before i had any sort of like um platform or anything and i think that just the more that people started to like our band and the more that people started to support us the worse that got in a way because i think that you know it's just like you you go from having kids like getting the, you know your lyrics tattooed on them to you know finding out that you didn't get the tour spot or, or whatever and th those emotions are like such a roller coaster naturally for like any musician and so for me i felt like it was just like a thousand times more intense and that's why I, we wrote the record imposter syndrome that we did because our first record cult classic I wrote most of that. It was kind of a culmination of the songs that I had written over my whole life, I guess, like up until the point of I being, you know, 20 or whatever. But that whole record is about like breakups and, and partying and like having a good time and, you know, whatever, just like a very juvenile, but exciting, youthful record, I guess. And then we toured a lot and did all of this stuff. And then I just, I was really not in a good place mentally but we wrote this record and it's funny because like I was worried that people were going to get the idea that I was complaining but that's not the case at all like this is the greatest experience that I've ever had in my life and playing music is the most rewarding thing I mean it's what I've worked my whole life for I am so passionate about this but I do feel like at the same time there's almost this like wall that artists put up where they try to act like everything is cool all the time. Like I've got a lot of money. I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of support and that's just not true sometimes. And I think that I just wanted to kind of like break that barrier. It's like, this isn't me complaining. This is just me being really honest with the fan base. And I, um, that was a little bit nerve wracking, but I feel like because I did that now, anything that we write from here on out, whether it's about partying or about, whatever you want to call it, it will hopefully come off as more genuine because we have opened up our like vulnerable side, I guess. Um, yeah. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like wanting to like, not like not save face and just be like, Hey, this is actually like what's going on. Yeah. Here. You guys can trust us, but like, this is what we've been holding back. Did any like fans have any negative like reactions to it or anything? No, no, no. Or were they pretty like, okay, this is a good album. I mean, I, I think that honestly, that's just me voicing my own insecurities. No, I mean, it was definitely received well by our fan base. Thank God. I think that they, well, and again, I think that when you listen to our first record compared to our second record, like on first listen, I think that they sound like it, our second record is definitely a, a happy record. Like, it, you know, it's, it's upbeat. I think there's only one song on the record that is like acoustic that sounds sad, but just like the lyrical content between our first two records are very different. And I think that, um, you know, I had a family member that really struggled with addiction. I lost my best friend to suicide. Like a lot of things happened before this record. And it was like, okay, how do we write a fun record where I'm not 
because if I was writing about really fun stuff and goofy stuff, that wouldn't have been authentic to what was going on for me at the time. But I still have that like bubblegum pop punk instrumentation in my soul. So I'm like, yeah, like here's this fun <laughs> song, but I am depressed as fuck. Like, so <laughs> <laughs> that's just kind of like, I don't know. I, and I'm very proud of the record. Like I love the record. It's just really cool to be able to listen to it now and be like, damn, I'm not as sad as I used to be. That's cool. Like, <laughs> um, but then again, like they're, like I said, not everybody is as far along in their journey of mental health as I might be, or you might be, or anyone else might be. And just because I am in a better place doesn't necessarily mean that everybody else is. And I hope that the record will stand true to anyone feeling that way at any point in time, whether it was in October when it came out, or maybe five years from now, if somebody comes across the record, I hope that, um, that they can relate to that in a way. And also, this might be like a subtle brainwashing sort of thing, but I think that when like people listen to sad music all the time, it makes them sad. You know, like if you spend oh, yeah. a lot of time listening to sad shit or even just like watching sad shit, I know that I do that. It's like, oh my God, why am I listening to so much sad music? It's making me sad, like bright eyes, like Connor Oberst. Like I'm just going to cry to that. But <laughs> if you listen to happier music it you feel you know it's the same idea of like when you're driving in your car and you roll the windows down and you feel good so i was like maybe if i put these these sad or you know reflective lyrics over happier sounding stuff maybe that will start a little bit of a transformation in people a little bit i don't know maybe that's reaching or whatever but that that is like i want people to be like oh wow this song is is talking about how you know, I'm insecure, but it makes me feel good and I'm jumping and I'm dancing. So maybe I can overcome this like emotion that I'm dwelling in. It's like tricking your brain into being like, listen, just listen to this. You're, you feel sad, but you're going to feel better, but you're going to feel validated. Right. And I believe it was actually Billboard put out a, not like a study, but like just an opinion piece of, we're seeing this trend again of, you know, these sad lyrics being put with like happy instrumentation. And this came about when like after laughter from Paramore, yeah. there's a lot of questioning of what was going on in the music industry because it was so mainstream and popular. And that's not typically what we've seen traditionally, like, you know, radio, for example, right. and we see it coming back again. And people are saying it's because of COVID and now everyone's trying to like, cope with what happened this year right and they're like oh i'm getting outside but i'm still like dealing with this kind of like you know self sh you know this shared traumatic experience essentially totally but i want to have like my happy moments i also want to show that i'm healing or like you know have these things that are going on but i just kind of want to blend it together and that's kind of what i definitely think that you are going for and you are able to accomplish with this album and just overall in general so you're definitely in the right vein of what <laughs> everybody is going for right now and what society's looking for <laughs> yeah no after laughter is an excellent hey. like fake happy rose-colored boy like that is that's a fantastic example like yes Haley williams did it a million times better than i did uh but i even think back to even just being in like middle school and like listening to mayday parade like i'm not sure if you guys are mayday fans but like i was a huge mayday parade fan and People joke like Mayday Parade is an emotion because all their songs were super fun. But if you like read the lyrics, you were like, Jesus, this is sad. You know, so like <laughs> I think that, but we were all just like in our tank tops at Warp Tour, just like bopping along to it. Yep. I think that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. Oh, what a specific visual. <laughs> a specific visual like, that we're yeah. looking back right. towards. Like dehydrated like... as shit with a monster. Okay. Why did they charge $14 for a water bottle, but you could get an energy drink for free? I don't know how people weren't dropping, like passing out left and right. <laughs> I think it made us stronger. I think that it is yeah. uh, built up. It built up. It, it, gave, it gave us character. It, character. it made us develop character. <laughs> Internal so and true. external barriers from from everything. I'm now They're going to bring Warped Tour back. And when like, I did people our age are going to be fine. And all the younger kids are going to be like, like, what's going on? We're like, see, you yeah. grow up pounding monsters like we They're going to see the... <laughs> They're going to see the water tour monster cans because this happened to me when I worked press. I was backstage and I was interviewing bands and I'm like, this is just a case full of monster. Like, what the fuck? And it was like 90 degrees out. They're yeah. like, no, that's water. I said, no, it's not because I can't drink energy drinks because they make me like really sick. Yeah. So I grabbed it. I was like, this is water. Right. And then we're going to do that to the youth. We're going to yeah. be like, no, this is not water. This is straight, straight energy. And they're going to be like, energy. oh, I'm invincible. Then they're going to like die. <laughs> I mean, oh like when we went last time we went to Rifas, they had a whole Pedialyte set up, and they had people just passing out Pedialyte. That that Pedialyte set up saved my fucking life. Oh, yeah. weekend, I'm going to tell you that. Oh my god, it's it's that on point. So You're just like that's what I'm looking for. Warp Tour returns. I need Pedialyte. I don't need Monster. I don't need that anymore. I don't need that <laughs> negative energy. I need Pedialyte at the Warp Tour. We're gonna be in the parent tent. You remember how they had like oh, 100%. <laughs> yes. Like leave your parents here. I'm gonna while you go, go see with Brian, and Brian's gonna be like, "I'm chilling at the parents' tent. Oh and they're gonna be gosh. like, "Which one's yours?" And be like, "This grown ass bitch over <laughs> oh here." Oh my god! When I was younger, my my shout out to my mother. Like she drove me to Warp Tour every year because I grew up in a small town that wasn't anywhere near Warp Tour, so it was like a four hour drive. And she would take me and just like I can oh remember the god. the first time I ever went to Warp Tour. I was like 14 or 15, and my mom refused to sit in the parent tank. She was like, "I'm too cool for that. I'm not gonna be that parent." And so she decided to sit under like <laughs> the amp stage, you know, it had like a, it was like a pavilion essentially, like the yeah. biggest stage, which was hilarious oh, yeah. because I was there to see like all time low and forever the sickest kids and Cobra starship and all these like neon pop punk bands. And my mom did not realize <laughs> that she was sitting at like the death core stage. So at the end of the day, uh -oh. she'd seen like <laughs> every time I die and like Miss May I and she we get yeah. the part. Oh she's my like, god! What kind of music are you listening to? And I was like, I mean, not that there's a problem with that. I was like a big dance Gavin dance fan, but I was like, actually, I was watching Hell a bunch yeah. of skinny skinny dudes in yellow skinny jeans, like with shutter shades on, <laughs> with like a, a synth pop beat, like. You should have come where I was, Mom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the other stage. Like, I know it was in the hot sun, but you would have had a better time right, and been like, exactly. way less concerned about this. Right. Oh, man. I was at so both funny. those stages. Yeah, right. I was the one running back and forth. Like, yeah. guys, every time I die, it's going, oh, I gotta God. go. <laughs> the stress of, like, two of your favorite bands playing overlapping sets. Gosh. Kids these days, they I'm just I'm looking never know. forward. <laughs> I'm like, I want that stress back in my life so bad. Right. Like, I just want, I want to have a conflict that is two bands on opposite stages across a park and I have to run right. and I want that to be the biggest problem in my life again. Yeah. Like, I don't want I want to give myself problems. a mild asthma attack by running from one side of the festival to the yes. other side of the festival and taking a hit in my, of my inhaler <laughs> in between. So when I get there, I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, let's fucking go. Right. And then everyone's like, you good? I'm like, no, not really. But don't worry yeah. about it. It's but fine. That's, it's fine. It. that's the I, worst thing that'll I'm, happen to you. 
Yes. I've joked about that with, like, not only the dudes in the band, but, like, just, like, other friends that we, like, play music with. It's like, gosh, at this point, I would play a venue with no AC, with troughs for urinals. Like, I don't even care. Like, I don't – There, you don't even have to have a sound guy. Just let me in the building and plug my guitar in. Like, I would play anywhere right now just because <laughs> it would be – I'll play in a field. I'll play in a barn. I'll play in a bar. I don't care. Like, just let me play live music. I'm so excited to go back. I'll never <laughs> complain about anything ever again, ever. <laughs> yep. So sorry. I'm never going to complain about the porta potties at Riot Fest. <laughs> right? like, I don't know what's browning nope. on the ground. I'm not going to nope. question it. I'm just going to accept it and suck it up. It builds character. Yep. That's all it is. <laughs> It'll build that wall between you and the rest of the world like the monster energies used to do. Oh, man. Uh, well, speaking of like playing shows and all that, and, and, you know, what we've done over the last year and all that good stuff, you did a live stream earlier this month. Uh, what was that like? We've been asking a lot of people like how they've been doing live stream. Like, I don't know how it feels. Obviously everybody wants to be in person. Everybody wants to be around like the, the experience with other people, but like, you know, uh, what's it like to do a live stream for your, for your band, for yourself? So doing it was very, very interesting because like, I mean, (laughs) there's that super awkwardness of like, you're playing to what feels like no one, but they are there. So like trying to engage with, um, I don't know, like half of the fun of a live show is like talking to the audience and like bringing kids up on stage. Like usually when we play, we pull a kid up on stage to sing a song with us and like do stuff like that. And I don't know. We just like, we really like to have like an open ended conversation with the kids at the show. So like doing that to a camera, like, and also it was like pre-recorded. So we like did the live stream and then it came out like a month later. So like watching it, I was like, if you're at home, put your hands up. Like, I mean, but so that felt (laughs) awkward. Like it, it felt really awkward doing it, but when I watched it and like there were fans like engaging in the, in the live chat and stuff like that, I was like, Oh, like, this isn't as awkward as I felt like it was at the time. So that's good. And I'm, I'm really glad that we did it because like those songs, we never got to play them live. Like the last show that we ever played was, well, the last show we ever, the last show that we played before the pandemic was um, at the Constellation Room in Santa Ana in uh, California, which is really cool because it was like a sold out show. We were opening for super whatever in chapel and we'd never played in California before. So like, it was such a send off, like, especially when we didn't know how long it would be until we could play again. And then we recorded our live stream in Los Angeles. So to go back like pretty much a year later and then play in an empty room to no one on camera was like so weird. Cause it was like, man, we were just here a year ago playing to a full room and now we're doing it this way. But I'm glad that we did it. I think that it was really, really cool to watch all the different live streams over the course of the last year and just see the way that different people did different live streams. And like, I don't know, I'm, I'm just really glad that, that that sort of took off, that people were like, okay, this is what we're going to do now. And everybody kind of jumped on board with it. And I think that that's super sick, especially for huge bands, like All Time Low put out Wake Up Sunshine. I thought that record was great. It was really cool to watch their live stream. The Main is a band that I've loved forever, and their live stream was really awesome. I watched Waterparks' live stream. It was very inspiring to see bands that have been around longer than we have do it, because I think that we were like, okay, we're not as big as these bands, but we're still going to do it. And I think that it was 
it was received well. We also did like a merch line with it, which was really cool. And we did like a Q&A afterwards. And it was just really cool to see. Um, I don't know, like I was seeing fans virtually that I hadn't seen since shows that I recognized from that have come out to like multiple shows over the course of our career. And to see them virtually and be like, how have you been? Like, how has the pandemic affected you? Like, and so that was, it was really surreal that even though a year had gone by and we hadn't played a show, I was still seeing kids' faces that came out a year ago. And I was like, cool, we were remaining connected with these people. And that's like really all I could ask for is to just see the same kids that we've seen before, like watch our live stream. Like that was very rewarding and like humbling. I was like, okay, you guys are still there. And I, and I love you for it. <laughs> like, like one day we will sweat on each other again. It will happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I've been interested in it because it, it it is that that feeling. Like I know that people are there, and I know that people want to go to like I want to watch things. I'm usually like you yeah. know wallowing. I guess I'm busy like the Grinch. Yeah. You know, he's just like dinner with myself. I can't cancel that again. But it's like <laughs> uh, so I don't watch all the live streams. Like the Under Oath one, I was like I really want to watch this. This looks really cool. Anyway, totally skipping that. But it's like. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's like, I want it. Like, I want that energy. I want that feeling. And I want to watch these concerts, which I like to do even before when like I'm watching, uh, like all the festivals that put out the videos on like YouTube and all that. I'm watching all these old performances. I'm like that still feels good. That still feels cool. So I don't know if like these bands that are saying like, yeah, we're not going to do that or something like that are like making the right choice. Like even anything right. like, uh, you're you're putting out new music now, which means that you're not playing those songs live now. And if you put out right. new music in the next year, now all of a sudden you're playing that those songs, and like this whole year you didn't get to play these these new songs that you released. So it's like you're missing that chance too. That's a really good point, and I think it's interesting that you say that because when we did our live stream, we only performed one single from the record. And then all of the other songs were like the total B sides because we were like, we did all of the songs that we hadn't filmed music videos for, or hadn't really like given attention to because we were like, we might never get to play these songs because if we do go forward and do release new music, we're going to play the singles off of this record. And that'll probably be it because we'll have new music. So we were like, this might be the only chance because you're right. We don't know where we'll be a year from now. And it'll be essentially like playing old music. So we made the like executive decision to play a bunch of B-sides for the live stream because we were like, all right, like at least <laughs> in the future, you'll have all these songs that you might never hear live, but you can see them here. And that'll be like a piece for forever. You know what I mean? So I think that yeah. that's a really good point. And that's that's really cool. I also think that this it might be like kind of like a side tangent to make but i really hope that when music comes back the like underground like house show scene comes back really strong because i know that just going yes. through you know just like being sad and scrolling through like old videos of us playing live like i got really caught up in like when i was in college and we would play like frat houses or we would play like you know somebody's living room and it's just like body to body and some like the kitchen is yes. packed with people and i'm like I hope that, that that comes back like stronger than ever before. Just the like dirty, we just love music so much. We're going to plug in a guitar to the wall in the kitchen and do that sort of thing. Because I think that there's just something so raw about that. And it, like, I guess I like losing shows altogether made me miss that more than playing like 
a bigger venue, if that makes sense. I was like, God, that was that was the coolest shit ever. And I hope that people come out of this pandemic starting new bands and starting new projects. And I hope that high school kids and college kids will play their parents' living room when they're out of town. Like I, that is that would be the coolest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> like, like bring that. That would be back. pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like prohibition Mom, I'm sorry, for I threw like a show in the venues. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, oh man. Sorry. I told everybody not to make a mess, but they broke your vase. Ray, I'm sorry, oh, mom. Listen, I know I know you were really like happy <laughs> that I moved back during the pandemic, <laughs> but I gotta tell you, um oh, my we God. have a bigger home here, so that means there's gonna be more kids here, and you're just gonna have to accept it. I know I'm like, you know, in my late twenties, but listen, it's what the people want. Right. Are we gonna deny them that? No. Oh my god, I have such a funny story that's pretty fast. Like I this won't take too long. But when I was Please. a junior in college, we had a Halloween house show. It was like us and like three other bands were playing where I lived. It was totally like a college. We looked like we lived in a commune. There was like five bedrooms, like 10 people all living there. And we threw a house party on Halloween. Well, I don't know what happened, but somehow the little flyer that I put on my Facebook ended up on like the, the college campus website for like events happening on Halloween. So literally 300 uh -oh. people, oh my God. 300 people uh -oh. showed up to my house. I mean, it was so bad that they were standing in the front yard, standing in the backyard. The windows were open. People were smoking cigarettes in the house. Like it was just so out of control. And oh there were God. people like showing up. I mean, it was like everything from like high school kids to like 40 year old men. And I was like, this, like all of my roommates, oh, I don't they like were that. so what? mad. Yeah, no, it, I mean, like people were just like showing up from the bars being like, and my poor girlfriend was standing out in the street being like, no more people like this is over and it was such <laughs> it was a chaotic shit show but it was like the funnest night ever and you know the police <laughs> came like three times and my roommates were so yeah. mad at me and i was like i promised that i did not do this on purpose i thought that 30 people were gonna show up somehow it ended up on the internet like i'm so sorry but we still talk about that that was like six years ago we're like remember that halloween show we accidentally did that one time <laughs> oh my gosh people were literally putting their cigarettes out on i my feel counter. like you're god it was nuts oh. i feel like your college has to be like so small and like just not have that much fun events where people be like this is it this is this right? is the place to go yeah. like <laughs> no kidding it's no kidding uh i went to the university of south carolina so that if that tells you anything like it, oh man yeah college oh. is like like, especially if you're in like a towny place and there's a bunch of people who live in the area who are like, like I went to, it's fairly like, it's, it's the middle of Illinois, like near Iowa. But it, for some reason, everybody in that area still thinks they're from the South. I, I yeah. don't know why. Uh, I've literally seen people with like a Confederate flag and I'm like, you live in the uh. North, idiot. Oh uh, god! Like, <laughs> because the re outside of Chicago land, it is kind of the. But south. like it also like it, it fucking isn't <laughs> like yeah. like everything is the south. Then that doesn't count. Oh, I'm south god. of Canada. Cool, I did it. Right. I'm so um, sorry for you about that. Yeah, like trust me, I I know <laughs> I know the soul crushingness that that is. Like God, it's it's the worst, and it's like y'all are idiots, and I can't call y'all for being idiots. But yeah. I'm gonna do it later to my friends. I'm gonna and do it here like, on yeah. the internet. One of my, I'm gonna one talk of my, shit about one you of my later. friends. He, 
Yeah. <laughs> One of my friends is a broadcast engineer, and he so he has to go to a bunch of different radio stations to like fix their shit um, when things like happen. And he'll call me because he has a handful that are like in Southern Illinois, and he's like, "I need to tell you what I saw today, and it's not good." And I'm like, "Oh no." But in those areas, oh, like, there's just so there's just so little to do for the people who live there. And then when college totally. is in session, all of a sudden there's like, there's all kinds of shit. There's such a, a much higher population. Like the population goes down by like 60% when college is oh, in session. Totally. It's fucking wild. But then it's like, Hey, something's happening. And it's like, well, I live here and this is a once in a lifetime <laughs> opportunity because right. they're not going to be here in the summer. Exactly. Uh, so it's like, you might as well go over there and see what what's happening. <laughs> yeah no i mean we like yeah our band formed in columbia south carolina but we used to like put on our facebook oh my god this is so funny and i i i actually bands do this if you're from a tiny town lie and say that you're from the nearest city because then you'll get put on local yep. shows there like we used to have in our facebook yep. that we were from charlotte or we were from atlanta because i was like we'll make that two-hour drive and i know we can pull the kids because you know we'll we'll work hard or whatever we'll sell the tickets we'll do what we have to do but yeah. No, you're not getting put on a local show if you're from Columbia, South Carolina. So we'd be like, yeah, no. what, what's up, Atlanta? No. We are locals. <laughs> <laughs> we are the local kids. Do they, yeah. do they come for you, though, if you're if you're not actually local? Like, if they ask you, like, oh, like, what suburb are you from? And you're like, no, 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 we're from uh, South Carolina. They... We're, we're... <laughs> <laughs> luckily, luckily, and, like, I, this is – I'm grateful for this, but luckily we were able to pull enough kids that they didn't really care like we brought a crowd, like we sold the amount of tickets we were supposed to sell. I think that if we'd have shown up with like zero tickets sold to an empty room, they would have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. But like, luckily, well, because when Where I was in from? college, <laughs> I was obsessed with just like trying to tour before we were even like, that should have even been a thing. Like every time we had a weekend off, like a long weekend or a spring break, we would play every little redneck bar up and down the coast that we could. And so luckily by the time that we were like trying to submit to like open for bands, like crown the empire or Remo drive or like, you know, set it off. Like these are just some of the bands we opened for in the beginning. And it was because we had already played house shows in that area, like all throughout the last year in college and just like playing people's like garages and living rooms essentially. So when we would submit for the show, we could be like, we're not from Atlanta, but I promise you we can bring at least 50 kids to the show or whatever. And so by the end of it, they were like, you know what? You you did an okay job, so we'll let you come back or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's pretty good then. Okay. Because we have this thing if like you're playing a show in Chicago and you're like, hey, everybody, we're from Chicago. You go like, All right, like, where are you from? Are you from where Naperville? Are you really and they're like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's only like an hour away. Like that's where Lizzie's from. Forty-five minutes. Yeah. I am forty-five minutes away from the yeah. city. <laughs> but it's like if you said, "Yeah, I'm from Chicago, but you're from Naperville," it's like you don't have my experiences, man. Right. You don't know what I've been through here in the it's city like of Chicago. You, you, it's like you're from like the town adjacent that you went to high school and you just yeah. moved to the city. You've been here a year. Calm you're down. Like, listen, I've been here longer. You can't tell me. I should <laughs> like not listen. Have I probably that. know how to navigate the public transit down there better than you do let's be honest oh my god okay. i'm gonna get off this podcast and people are on twitter are gonna be like from atlanta and charlotte like you're not a local like, <laughs> i'm sorry like, this was like six years ago i apologize like, yeah like look oh, i did what i had to I do yeah exactly to do. <laughs> oh you man. would do the same yeah exactly 
Oh, that's so I, funny. <laughs> I want to ask you. That should be a. I was about to say just before we hop to yeah. the next question, that should be a TikTok, but it's like from Chicago, where it's like you would have done the same, but it's just you being like, "Oh hey, like I had to lie about it, but like now look at it." Yeah, right. <laughs> like they have all these like small bands, yeah. dude. They're like, "We're not really from here. We're from the suburbs, yeah. right. but." They're like, we're from LA, but they're really from like Torrance or like somewhere. That's yeah. so funny. I love that. Hey, you know what? I, I, I do I don't have a problem with that. I just decided, like, do no. you do do what it takes to get you there. Like yeah. as long as you come clean later about it, like it's fine. <laughs> Own up to it at some exactly. point. At some point, as long as you do it, you're fine. Listen, exactly. if I get if I get canceled on the internet for saying that I was from Charlotte when I wasn't, like, okay, just for the record, <laughs> I have lived in Charlotte for two years now, so, like, maybe I've, like, earned that back. I ended up moving to Charlotte after that, because I was like, this is a better music scene, so. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. man. I've been telling everybody I've been from here. I might as well go. <laughs> right. I might as well see if it's actually yeah. all that it says to me. You're like, damn. <laughs> right? Did you guys know that we have our own TikTok? It's at X Emo Social Club X, and we put a lot of different cool things on there, from random train dancing videos to previews of our upcoming podcast episodes and anything else in between. And also make sure you're following us on our YouTube channel as well, Emo Social Club, to search it in the search bar. We have some really cool videos coming your way. Brian is making really cool adult beverages that you can make at home. I decided to make it an emo cocktail. So this one's called the Alone This Holiday by Muse. And I'm going to teach you how to make your favorite coffee from your equally favorite bands. The new Spear Box Coffee. We're gonna want to do 25 to 30 grams. All the coffee comes together, all the flavors are spread up. So keep on listening and follow our other social pages. Oh, and make sure to join the club. I wanted to ask you, uh, you brought up water parks earlier, which obviously like uh, is water parks. Lizzie and I don't know much about water parks in general, but um, there's a certain thing that like uh, a lot of YouTuber Finn McKenzie comes to mind and like MGK has made this thing of like, there are no like stars in rock music. Which I do think, like, you you dress like a star. You look like a star, if I might say. The leopard print, the the hair. Like, oh, my God. You've got, like, that look and that style to you. You're, you're welcome. I'm like, yeah, like, you look like, like an old lady shirt. Like, like a I'm modern. comfortable. But, Love it. Yeah. But, like, how many times did, like, I go to the thrift store, like, back in high school, like, looking for like something like that just be like yeah i'm i'm fucking i'm a cool rock star guy you know <laughs> and it's like uh like i think that there is I, I definitely agree with it that there are not a lot of um celebrity types there aren't a lot of people who are like trying to look like a rock star have like the rock star vibe and it's kind of changed and, and moved from like yeah we don't want to be like that we don't want to look that way anymore we want to be more like these are our feelings these are our like bad time so we're dressing like a cast member on friends instead of you know right a celebrity right. a rock star but i do think it's kind of coming back now it's kind of like we want you know we want like more i, I hate to say we want more mgks because that's not necessarily true <laughs> like we want more people making good records and we want more people who look like people we can gravitate to people we like the personality and and all that like what what do you think about uh, where do you land on that and and no, you know, where do that. you buy your clothes so we all can go share? 
I buy everything. <laughs> I buy everything secondhand. I'm a big believer in like I'm not a huge fan of like fast fashion, especially because like mm-hmm. I mean, and again, like I don't have necessarily like a problem with that. Just for me personally, I buy everything from thrift stores. Like I mean, seriously, I got this at Goodwill, and it's my favorite shirt. Um, just because like. Well, first of all, I grew up in a family full of like hippies that love music. And like, I just grew up on listening to like, I don't know, David Bowie and Jimi Hendrix and Elton John and just like, like Prince, just these very like flamboyant, like rock stars. And I've always really loved that. I mean, even just like 80s hair metal bands, like my mom loves Motley Crue. And like, I just think that there's something like so cool about just like being larger than life in a way. But like at the end of the day, this is what I had on before we got on this phone call. You know, like this is just my date. I just enjoy (laughs) like here's the thing. Like I if I want to be a rock star and this is like the best advice like I can give to a kid without sounding like conceited or vain. But like if you live this way all the time and like it's just the authentic you, then people will gravitate towards that. Like I don't feel like I'm I like that my hair is purple. I dyed my hair. It was pink two weeks ago. Like I just enjoy it makes me feel good. Like I, I like it. This is the way that I like to dress. I like to wear a lot of rings because I'm inspired by Harry Styles and Lil Nas and like Lady Gaga. And like, even though like punk is what's in my blood, but I, I'm just very inspired by, you know, like I want to, I would love to be David Bowie over Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day, if that makes sense. Like, I just think that the, the, the art there, the art there is very, very interesting. And also like, I don't know. I, I don't give a shit what people think about the way I dress too. Like I'm going to like, sometimes, yeah. I, sometimes I put on outfits and it's like, I feel like I look ridiculous, but it makes me feel good. So like, whatever, you know, but I, um, I don't know. I think that it, but I don't want to be like MGK and be like, Oh, you have to have doc Martens on to be a rock star because I don't think that's true. I think that you should wear whatever you want to wear and like if you don't want to wear leopard print because it makes you feel whatever then that's totally cool like i'm not out here to tell anybody that they have to dress a certain way to be successful or that they have to act a certain way to be successful this is just who i am authentically and i think that you should do whatever you want to do and if that means you know dressing like the dudes in weezer that's cool you know what i mean like i don't (laughs) i think that I mean, Gen Z is telling me that skinny jeans are out, and I refuse to believe that. Like, I'm going to wear skinny jeans no, forever until they come. They're coming back around. They will eventually. Like, I'm going to wear it till it's cool again. Like, because I, yes. I don't know. Yes. Um, yes. I hope that that answers your question. Um, but yeah. It does. But it I, also helps I me believe make... that I should keep skinny jeans. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dude, please do. I'm not afraid of that at all. But back, I do want to make a, a, a thing about water parks a little bit. Like, a lot hmm. of our fans overlap with water parks. So I like I'm to be completely honest, I'm not super familiar with a lot of their music. I, I think that some of their songs are very well written. I wouldn't consider myself like a big water parks fan. I need to be careful saying that because to anyone listening to this, I think that Austin Knight is a visionary. I think that the way that he does the Internet is incredible. I just. There are just other bands that I like better than that. But it's funny because I get compared to Austin Knight a lot just because my hair is dyed, which is crazy to me because like, just because we're in the same scene, which is fine. I mean, honestly, like it's a compliment. I think Austin Knight is cool, but like, I'm not just because my hair is purple. Doesn't mean I want to be Austin Knight. You know what I mean? Like I want to be Tate. Also, like, I feel like there's so many people who just dye their hair too in the scene. Yeah, like it's just right? so normal. Like at the same time. 
Yeah, like, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, it would have been Alex Gaskarth when he had pink hair, or it would have, I mean, Maud's son has green hair right now or whatever. Like, I think that I just, I've been dyeing my hair since I was 14. I've got the receipts. You know what I mean? Like, I don't <laughs> But, no, I do think that, I think it's cool that, that you can say, like, list off people, like MGK and Austin Knight, and for you to say that I dress cool or whatever is a huge compliment, and I really appreciate that, because... Like, I'm not trying to do that, but the fact that, like, the I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, this is just how I dress, and for you to say I look cool is really cool. Thank you. Like, I feel, I feel like <laughs> You're I'm just like, oh, thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, my biggest just fake it till you make it. Lady Gaga said that. She was like, I, I acted like I was famous before I was, and then people thought I was cooler than I was. And I, like, retweet. That's cool. Like, have – have a have a lot of confidence, I guess, but be humble, obviously, because <laughs> humility will take yeah. you farther than than cockiness for sure. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think that yes, I, I get nervous. For example, <laughs> I'm just going out. I have a leopard print like short sleeve shirt, and I'm just like, haha, it's gonna live in my closet. I'm not wearing <laughs> that. I'm 34 <laughs> and I'm embarrassed. And then he could do it. Here's the thing: like we wherever the box is, we push him to do it, and I'm like, "Let's go!" And he's like, "No!" And I'm like, "Boy, where's the crop top? It's hot boy summer." He's like, "No, absolutely not." (laughs) Okay, that is that is. Here's the thing, though: if if a leopard print shirt isn't you, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, here's the thing: I think you'd look sick in it. I think you'd rock it. You'd look really cool in it. But if you left the house and didn't feel like your most confident self in it, then then don't wear it. You know what I mean? Like you should wear. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm sitting here trying to lecture you on what you should wear. Do whatever you want, man. Like I just oh, think look, that. Look. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like fashion, personal fashion styling, right now please. on the podcast. Oh, I love Ryan. it. I would. Right I would now. love it. We should just like we should do a vlog where we go shopping together and you just like get, get me an outfit and just like. Oh my yes. god. Okay. Wait, here I'll dress you and then you dress me and then we'll just go out together. Yeah. I think that oh would be god. really funny. I just. <laughs> I would love that. That's cute. I love this idea. Like, I've realized that my wardrobe has come down now to just being like, like the older I got, I like threw away all my blue jeans. I'm like, no, it's all goth from here on and out. Like, I, I leave the house. I left the house yesterday wearing all black, black hoodie over, black t-shirt and black jeans, black denim yes. jacket over that, black sunglasses, hair up like this. I'm just like, just a silly little goth boy going to do his silly little goth things out Dude. here. That's badass errands. Dude, I I stand that. That's awesome. Like, listen, <laughs> you, here's the truth. Like, I would probably look better in all black than I would in anything that I'm wearing right now. And I think that that's true for everybody. Like, all black just automatically makes you a badass like, instantly. <laughs> so, like, you were probably inti- you were intimidating everybody around you with your all black. They were like, "Oh shit, this guy is this guy is cool as hell." <laughs> I I hope everybody who saw me driving around was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like, God oh, damn it, that's a cool guy's guy. Guys, I'm gonna do something real cool. <laughs> it's like the only other like styles I really wear is like white and black, or then I wear like bright pink because I'm like, that's that's the yeah. only colors that work for me are black, white, and pink, and that's it. And I'm like, I'll just stick well, to that. You know, I don't need anything else. I definitely dress like how I'm feeling like today. I'm in a really good mood. That's why I have such a bright colored shirt on. But if it would have, if it was like a, 
a bad day for me, I would definitely be in all black. I totally feel that. Or even just like plain white t-shirt, <laughs> like just something like, no, yeah. I know what you mean. I totally feel that. That's funny. Also, Lizzie, I like your, what is <laughs> like your headband? It's cool. Oh, it's just a little bandana that I throw in uh, sometimes. I usually wear a big bow in my hair that's like oh, bigger cool. than my head. But <laughs> on some days when I don't want to put it in my hair, I have my little bandana. So I have something in my hair. I always have something in my hair. It's that's giving me like strawberry shortcake vibes. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Do people know what that is? Like, I'm going to say that and the kids listening to this are going to be like, what? Oh, yeah. oh, oh I yeah. mean, like, I know strawberry okay, shortcake. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. We 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 know Strawberry Shortcake. We know children's TV here. <laughs> yeah. Brian doesn't know Disney. Kids, when y'all were children, like, I, I was already like fifty six years an adult. old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already a hundred now. Uh, I think we're all you know we're all cool. We're all fun. We're all we're all chill with our outfits. Yeah. Oh, he's got yeah. a strictly casual raid. Welcome, welcome everybody to the stream. Welcome everybody to the party. We're doing a little bit of a podcast here. Thanks for hanging out with us while we're here. What's up? It's getting wild in the afternoon. Get wild in the afternoon. Uh, yeah, we're all we're all talking about how we're all we all dress like rock stars out here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're all we're all dressing like we're cool people as we go about I our regular say, daily that, errands. Yeah. The right. first time I actually like went out with like friends for like the first time this entire year was I got this new dress that had Frankenstein's monster all over it and it had like this big bow at the collar and it's like a big like kind of like 1950s vintage style dress nice. and I like had my boots on because it's so because I'm really short and I don't usually wear heels so the only heels I have are my boots I wore it it's like 80 degrees out I go to an outside brewery where it's the friends and I have like these black heart-shaped glasses I got from the dollar store I'm sitting there like hello everybody I'm here and my yeah, friends right. are like in <laughs> leggings and like jeans and they're like what are you doing? I'm like, I haven't been out anywhere. Right. I gotta dress up. Hey, but listen, I haven't been able to dress up anywhere. You turned heads <laughs> when you walked into the room, and like, that's really sick. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh my I God. turned heads when I went to the outdoor brewery. I said, hello, everybody. I'm here. And they're like, why? <laughs> One of the music videos that we filmed for Imposter Syndrome, we did it on the beach, and I, for some reason, thought it would be a great idea to wear like a full, I mean, it's fake, obviously, but like a full fur coat. And like two hours into filming, I was like, I'm about to have a heat stroke, like straight up, I'm going to die. Like it was <laughs> 95 degrees outside and I'm in a full body length fur coat. And I was like, okay, you just got to do it for the fashion. Like do it, do it for the vibe, dude. Like, <laughs> do it for the fashion. What would Lady Gaga say? Right? She would say to fucking do it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If she can run around in Alexander McQueen heels, I can wear a fur coat on the beach for Oh my for God, yes. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> oh man i i miss old lady gaga like romance era but oh dude let's bring it back let's bring it back I, I i want it i want the excessiveness yes i have seen her fun fact about me i've seen her live on every tour that she's done throughout the like whatever so i saw her play at the fox theater which is like a 2000 cap venue in 2008 with my mom and that Damn. shit was the coolest oh show God. i've ever been to like it was so small and then i saw her literally like maybe a year later and she was playing to forty thousand people and like an arena and i was like damn this happened oh but my God. yeah no i think <laughs> about like the vma performance at where you know she does paparazzi and she bleeds everywhere this is another thing oh that my I God, that is my 
favorite. That is my favorite I, version of that song. It, I showed one of my friends because they never seen it. it. I'm like, this is this is S tier status. Goosebumps straight up. It's so funny. Okay. The the other thing that I can talk about forever, like I can't horror movies, is Lady Gaga. So we have to like <laughs> <laughs> I am a huge Lady Gaga fan. Like unreal. Like it's so she was like my first love in music just because I, I don't know. I thought she was so funky and weird and bad. I mean, it kind of goes back to the Prince David Bowie thing. Like she was just doing the weirdest shit. And I was like, I, I'm so into this. Like, and just like the discourse that it caused and like the way that people would argue about her constantly. I was like, that's so, that's so cool. Like whether you're, you know, you're a fan or you're not a fan, you're still talking about it. And so like, that's, that's pretty cool. Yep. I'm a big, big Gaga fan for sure. I think with the, the <laughs> conversations around like there are no rock stars, there are no like celebrities in the rock scene is like it's not dangerous anymore. It's not asking for controversy. It's not sort of putting out something weird and strange that people aren't used to anymore. And like right. that sort of has moved over to pop music. I think maybe like mm -hmm. a lesson from 70s and 80s of rock music uh, is now like we're going to do something crazy like Lady Gaga shows up in a meat dress and it's like, right. well, that's rock music. That's not pop music, but yeah. she's doing pop music and she's doing it in this different scene, but she's doing like rock star shit on top of that. And like, I know uh, yeah. a lot of rap artists have said like, we're the new rock stars now. Like we've taken over as the new rock stars and rock musicians are kind of like, yeah, we're going to take it. We're going to, we're just going to be chill. We're going to take it more like, I don't know, non-controversially, we're going to talk about our feelings and all that, but we're not going to get too yeah. wild on it. And I'm like, I think we got to bring back some wild shit to rock music. You know? Yeah, hell, dude, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly, especially right now with like, I don't know, even MGK doing a pop punk record or like Willow Smith just dropped a punk song and she's going to have yes. Avril Lavigne on it. Like, I am obsessed yes. with that. Like, regardless if you're an MGK fan or not or how you felt about that record or not, I think we can all agree that it's bringing it back to the mainstream. And at the end of the day, that's good for musicians like me and like other people that are making this music like under the radar. Like I think that, cause I mean, shit, when I was growing up, alternative music was what was on the radio. It was all American rejects. And you know, it's just, just that's what was, you know, Stacy's mom was on the, I mean, my chemical romance was on the radio <laughs> when I was in middle school. Yep. That blows my mind. The thought of teenagers by my chemical romance, if that played on the radio today, people would like burn their houses down. Like that would just be like crazy, <laughs> but I think it could come back. And you're right though. Like people like Lil yeah. Nas X or whatever, like he's a rapper, yep. but he is like turning heads in a, in the way that rock stars used to. I totally agree with what you're saying. And you're right. We need, we need someone with a guitar to do the same thing. And like, I think that's, yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. That's very cool. Well, I'll try my best. And hopefully if we talk like a couple years from now, <laughs> I can be, be like, here, I, yeah. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. That's uh, funny. We've recorded a little bit over an hour. I want to give you a chance here to throw out some plugs where people can find you, the band, the music, the videos, the everything oh, yeah. on the internet. So we are happy with a period. If you want to follow us on any social media, it's at band called happy on everything. Um, I am at Tate X Logan. Uh, follow me on TikTok. That's where I'm the most active, um, but I'll be friends with you anywhere. I, I follow back most of the time. So let's be, let's be friends. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. Like this has been like really, really fun. And hopefully if I'm in your area at some point when it's, when it's healthy, we can go thrift thrifting together and i'll buy you guys yes. a beer or something yeah. uh, 
I want it. Let's go. I'm like, please it. style me. I am old. I am. Let's do it. I want to see it. I want to see what Brian could come yeah. out as. Because I've been like, here, let me help you. He's like, no. And I'm like, well, all right. Well, I don't know what to tell I you. I don't know. I, I, I definitely think in the last year, my fashion sense has gotten a little bit like between like I'm going insane and I'm like being really conservative with my outfits. But like, I just don't know. Like, I'll buy something and I'll be like, I shouldn't have bought that. I'm not going to wear that. <laughs> Dude, honestly, like at this point, well, biggest... just like fashion is so like convoluted now. I feel like you could leave your house in your pajamas and people would be like, that's a look. You know oh, what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, if I put on the a pair of jeans, that... I feel great. <laughs> the fact that Brian will like send me like links to things. He's like, do I need this? And I'm like, yeah, that's cute. And then he's like, I'm not going to get it. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure. I sent you, uh, like, I, I felt this, Sometimes like... Sometimes you send me convoluted stuff, and yeah. I'm, like, concerned. Instagram... That's a different story. Instagram ads have my my home address, and they are, like, coming for me specifically. They are, like, we are stalking you. We are going to bring you whatever you definitely want. And I look at it, and I go, fuck, man. Instagram, fuck you. But also, I'm, like, scrolling through the website now. And I sent Lizzie uh, a, a sweater that was on there, and I like wasn't a hundred percent on it. And Lizzie, maybe it was just because it was late and I wasn't reading your your tone right. But I thought you were being like, "Are you really thinking about buying this?" And I was like, "No, no, 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 no." Because no. I saw it. Because I saw the same sweater. Because I was also looking. I was looking on that same site, but I was looking at it in purple, and I'm like, "We could match." Okay, I get you now. Okay, so Lizzie and I are going to buy the same like, hoodie, the same match. sweater. Yeah, but you can get a different color. But we can just match yeah. the style. If I had logged on to this Zoom call to do this with you and you guys were wearing matching sweaters, I would have lost my fucking mind. Like, please, please do that. Like, you guys have to be in, like, color-coordinated Brian outfits. ordered... Yes. Brian ordered a um, a shirt from My Chemical Romance one night live while we were streaming and he was like I need to get this Funko Pop but also I should get something else and he was like what shirt do I get and he's like I'm gonna get the thank you for the Venom shirt I'm like we can match yeah, the same one now I'm a fan. Hey, that's Some like night. strong branding. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's like what other podcast hosts match? Two hosts. No one. One shirt between the two. Oh, We're not oh even my. related. We're matching. Listen. Yeah. Oh my god. I love it, dude. I just want to say, I see that you have a tattoo right here. Look, we are twins. Yeah. We match. Nice. What is Very, yours? A yeah. Triangle. Oh, sick. Just two triangles together. Me and a friend got them together, and they don't really mean anything, like, nice. specifically. We're just like... Oh, dude. We, like, half no of looks. my tattoos are, like, flashy tattoos, so yeah. that's that's cool. Like, why'd you get it? Because yeah. it looked cool, man. Like, yeah. It was fucking cool. Like, right. I want to look cool. And, like... Smiley face and a and a moon, kind of. They, it's weird. You might actually right here share you... that moon one with uh, another friend of ours. He has one, I oh, think, cool. on, her, on her hand, too, like that. Well, oh, I'll double rad. check with her and be like, oh, hey, <laughs> tattoo twins. <laughs> twins, that's right. Uh, well, well, we will end the recording part there. We'll hang out for a little bit on Twitch. We got a few people in the chat. And we'll see if anybody wants to talk. But, uh, Kate, this was an absolute delight having you on. Uh, just Yeah, this was super fun. Very much Aww. looking forward to this conversation since we booked it. So uh, please, everyone, if you're listening to the pod, if you're watching the video, please go and listen to the music. Uh, download everything, run it up to a million million streams Play on it in Spotify. the background, let it, just let it run. Let, the, let oh, those vibes so take nice. you over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go and check it out, and thank you again, Tate, for, for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Again, if you liked it, 
make sure you're sharing that let people know this was a fun episode tell all right? your friends this is what taking back sunday it's, said tell all your fucking like friends. taking back sunday or whatever said. uh yeah, you know, let's yeah. whatever. Let somebody know about it. This was a really fun time. We've got a lot of fun episodes like this. So, you know, make sure that you're you're out there. You're subscribing, you're following, you're liking on all the platforms. Uh, we will have a new episode next Monday of the podcast. And we record these episodes live right now. It's kind of uh, random, but our next one will be Thursday at noon this week. So if you're around, come and hang out with us. It's a good time. Take your lunch, Take break, your lunch with break with us. Take your lunch break with us. We're fine conversation to have compared to your coworkers. I can bet a on that. A lunch break with the club. It's a beautiful thing. We'll see you whenever that is, whenever we can see you. And uh, take care of yourself. Do good things out there from all of us here at the Emo Social Club podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. Bye. We didn't hit the post as close as we usually do. Look at us. Whatever, you can edit.